Skype of Cthulhu presents Call of Cthulhu's Scenario Terror by Troy Williamson. Somebody want to give us a recap? Catch us up from last time? Sure. Um, I think the main activity last time was investigating the names, the people that had been on the train ride that had gone out to uh, wherever, the middle of nowhere and back in a very odd way. And so we went successively to people's houses and found them either uh, in most cases dead and in one case missing. The apartments had been tossed uh, as if there was some sort of a They'd all been searched, and in the last one we got to, which was the conductors, um, there was, uh, we believe the conductor himself perhaps had was uh, turned into a monster, and had somebody, something had already killed some uh, agents wearing NKVD uniforms and some family members, and then this person turned into a creature who had been eating the brains of perhaps his daughter uh, tried to kill us and we had none of that uh, we decided that it was better to burn down the building and everyone in it uh, which we did and then at the end we decided to go to uh, I think our oh the transportation boss right who, who might know what the secret cargo was um, to go to his apartment and Try to press him for information. So I think we left off with us moving across Moscow, uh, not Moscow, um, wherever we are. Where are we? That would be Moscow. Moscow. We are in Moscow. Good. Okay. Moving across Moscow to the uh, uh, to the, that area where the comrades are uh, better than the other comrades. <clears throat> or at least wealthier. <clears throat> Sounds reasonable. So, yes, it is somewhat late at night. Some of our party has gone to bed, apparently. Yeah, not too late at night, I guess, in Russian terms. Nine, ten o'clock, something like that. <clears throat> As you make your way into the heart of Moscow, uh, you, to uh, Director Putikov, his apartment which address you know. Uh, it is a, the building itself is a former palace uh, near the Kremlin, uh, but unlike some of the smaller palaces on the outskirts of the city, this one has been you know, well-maintained. Um, some of you might know, some of you would immediately recognize that you know, this is an area of town where you know, party higher-ups and officials uh, live. So it is a, an, an old palace that has been cut up into apartments, probably larger apartments than most of you are used to. <clears throat> the um, the building is open. You can you can walk into you know, a very large, ornate, uh, clean foyer. A large spiral staircase leading up to the upper floors. Uh, Podikov's apartment is on the third floor. You know this. Listen, rolls. 
all that stock that we got to do. That's what we go. Uh, 17. Uh, what's base for listen? 20 or 10? Something like that. 20. Was I, yeah, was I 20? That's a success then. I got a zero nine, which is an extreme success. success. Nice. Sorry, Here's Jim. I, I was I was trying to say, had we had we seen any guards uh, as as we approached? No, there's no, the building is not guarded. Does that strike us as unusual? Uh, no, it does not. Oh, okay. Fair <clears throat> and this is this is, you know, this is the heart of. Communist Russia. You're all comrades here. Yeah, I'm sure no matter where you are in Moscow, guards are not far away. You're you're all you're all equal. There's no reason. <laughs> and we all get to share. Exactly. More more or less equally. <laughs> yeah. Not like it's a choice. Um the the building is pretty quiet. Uh, the only thing you can really hear as you walk in is uh, a radio playing uh, in one of these in one of the apartments on the first floor here. Uh, it looks like there's three apartments, maybe three apartments on each floor kind of thing. Uh, and from one of them, you can just hear uh, the soft sound of a radio playing. What is our plan? Well, previously, he didn't really need much of a plan. <laughs> Marched up to these people's apartments and we kicked the doors in. Um, yes, but those were uh, people that we were expecting to intimidate by being agents. Mm, yeah, yeah we maybe we go. <laughs> Agreed. Maybe we go in. Uh... Just asked to talk to him about yeah. his crew, who are now mostly all dead. Spot hidden rolls. Spot hidden. Uh, uh, no. Ooh. Wrong. Ooh. I could burn some luck to make that, but um, regular success. Re yeah, same, same for me. Okay. Uh, as you're standing in this large, opulent foyer, silence of the building, just a little tinny radio coming from one of the apartments. Uh, you know that you can just, you know, you can just kind of almost see the the three doors um, into the three apartments down here. Uh, two of them are closed, but you notice that one of them is, it's it's not standing open. Right, but it's just you know right next to being latched. Right, it just it's it it's not standing open, but it hasn't been pulled all the way closed either. Is that oh, the where no. the radio is? No, no, the okay. radio is coming from behind one of the closed doors. And do we think that's the door of the place we're going? Or is it? Uh, no, Podikov's apartment is on the third floor. Oh. I am curious. So, if this is pointed out, I would like to go and look through the slightly open door. Uh, you would have to push the door open to be able to look through it. Sure. Okay. 
the door creaks ever so slightly on its hinges as you push it open. <clears throat> you find yourself looking into um, uh, a large, very well furnished um, living room. Uh, the uh, it is you know full of uh, very very nice furniture. Uh, there are some drop cloths covering uh, a couple of the pieces of furniture. It is quiet. You don't, other than the creaking of the door as you push it open, you don't hear anything or anyone. Uh, across from the uh, the door, across the, like I said, fairly large living room, uh, there is a window to the outside. The window is standing open, and there's actually a little pile of snow from snow that's blowing into the open window. What the? This. Oh. This doesn't look good. Why is there no one here? Absolutely. We could wonder about that later. I think we need to go see if protocol is here. Yes. I agree. To the third floor. Okay. <clears throat> you make your way up uh, to the second floor. Um, it's again quiet. From up here, you from up on the second floor landing, you can't even hear the radio from downstairs. Just the whole building is silent. Um, all three of the uh, the apartment doors on this from this landing um, are in various stages of open. Hmm. Oh, no. <clears throat> and one of them is one of them is open far enough you can actually see directly into uh, again a very large kind of well furnished living room, very similar to uh, the one on the one that you looked into on the first floor. Uh, very ornate furniture. Um, some pieces covered uh, with drop cloths, uh, and again, you can see, you know, in this, you know, you can see through the door there are windows that are just standing open and snow kind of drifting gently into the apartment. Well, now I'm a little bit. Uh, uh, can I look out the window uh, down? below the windows down to the ground floor, I guess. Is there any sign of, I don't know, dead bodies or a big scuffle or anything else sort of on the, on the ground? Spot hidden roll. Uh, nope. Nope. Um, I guess look around for signs of Scuffle, death, dismemberment, tentacles. Spot hidden roll. Uh, regular success. <clears throat> um, you don't see any signs of scuffle. Uh, none of you know there isn't furniture overturned. There aren't blood stains on the walls. Um, yeah, you know, there aren't 
you know, gunshot holes in the walls of this apartment. <clears throat> the only thing you do notice is that there, you know, clearly someone has been living here recently, right? You know, there's, you know, food and vodka in the cupboards and uh, this sort of thing, and, you know, clothes in the wardrobe and, and like this. Um, <clears throat> but the you do notice that the winter clothes, you know, a heavy overcoat and boots and that kind of thing that you would usually expect to see by the door are not there. Is is this um what's his name's apartment? What a car. Uh, nope. He's up on the third floor. Oh, so sorry, this is this is as we yep. climbed up on the second floor. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's let's carry on up. Yeah. Yeah. I may take uh, since since we are all sharing, I may take the one of the bottles of vodka and uh, mm -hmm. have <laughs> uh, You can certainly do so. Make your way up to the uh, the third floor, which is the top floor. Again, there's three apartments off of this top landing. Um, Podokov says apartment 3C, you can easily see it. Uh, his door is pulled shut. We'll look at the others and knocks horribly on the door. Uh, the loud knocking echoes around you. Silence. And I will try opening the door. It is locked. I will step aside for our certified shoulder door opener. <laughs> who, who actually Did is we... that? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. Yeah, he's not here today. Oh, um, right. I will attempt to open the door. Sorry. <laughs> uh, strength roll. Uh, wow, that's a 90. Apparently it's hard to do that and hold vodka at the same time. <laughs> yes. Can I assist with a... That was your problem. You try and give a bonus die or if we... You can try on your own. Okay. We'll do uh, 25, hard success. Yeah. You <clears throat> push the door open. There's a loud crack. There's the, uh, the frame busts open. Good job. Door swings into um, directly into a living room. Uh, like the ones you saw below, it is very, very opulent. Um, there's a sofa, a reading chair. <clears throat> Next to the chair, there's a small table with a phonograph on it. Uh, there's a fireplace in this room. Um, over to one side, there's a small desk. There's a telephone on it. Uh, there's a large Persian rug on the floor. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple. Uh, there's a uh, there's three doors. Um, you, know, you would guess you would guess kind of bedroom, kitchen, bathroom kind of thing. You know, I want to search the other the other rooms. Um, yeah. If it's if he's not in here, try the doors in order. Yeah. 
for things, particularly for paperwork. I am. Okay. Um, spot hidden rolls. The normal success. Ooh. Nope. Poke, poke my eye. <laughs> 98. Uh, got a 17 on a spot hidden hard success. There we go. Comrade Kravchuk, Comrade Shemkov. Um, so there's in the in the living room itself. There's a couple things of interest that take your note or take your uh, notice. Uh, there is a empty bottle of vodka under the sofa. Fair enough. Uh, next to the chair and the phonograph, uh, there is an ashtray with a cigarette butt in it. Uh, it is not smoking, but it has burned down the entire length of the cigarettes. Uh, the phonograph uh, currently has a record on it. Uh, it appears to be the Nutcracker Suite by Tchaikovsky. Uh, the needle is on the record at the center of the record. Um, <clears throat> the fireplace is not burning, nor is it smoking, um, but it looks like someone has burned some papers in the fireplace. Dustedly. Uh, the... Um, There's nothing out on the, there's nothing out on the desk uh, except for the telephone. Uh, but you do notice that the telephone is not connected to the wall. Hmm. In fact, the cord, out. the telephone cord, it hasn't been ripped out, uh, but it has clearly been cut. Um. And as you're kind of looking around the living room, um, <clears throat> there is a small brown stain on the Persian rug. Brown as in? Dried blood brown? Dried blood or mud or? As you bend down to take a look, you press your finger into it a little bit. Uh, it's it doesn't seem to be blood. Um, it's it's not watery. There's actually something there's some kind of substance there. It almost feels like tar. Hmm. Okay. So is the stuff in the fireplace uh, obviously beyond uh, any like was it well burned? Beyond okay. salvage? You can poke through the the ashes there, uh, yeah. and yes, you can tell. You can tell it was you know somebody with definitely burned paper in the fireplace. Uh, it's burned well enough that you can't, you know, you can't like see any writing or pieces of writing or pieces of logos or anything like that. Uh, and as you're looking through it, the as I said, it's it's not smoldering or you know smoking or anything like that, but it is warm. Oh, okay. So relatively recently, somebody came in, interrupted a quiet evening of listening to music or something, 
and there's the burning. So hiding evidence, and then this tar substance. Maybe something that was brought back from Mars. <clears throat> well, what do we think? Wondering if we should look at the other apartments and see if we see similar uh, stuff. Yeah, I yeah. still want to check these other doors. So, um, oh, this was not the whole apartment. We haven't, we haven't looked at no. this. Was, this was just <laughs> the living room. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, mainly looking for uh, Potokov himself. So, right, yeah, yeah. there might be a body. Poke somewhere. my head in. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a detailed search later, but. Okay. Uh, you poke your head in to open one door, and it is the bedroom. Uh, in the bedroom, there is a large king-sized bed. Um, the way these guys live. Uh, the the bed is not made. Um, the sheets and blankets are all kind of, you know, hanging off the bed. You know, not as if somebody was sleeping and then got up, but they're you know like they've been pulled off and and thrown just in a pile back on the bed. Um, there's a um, a pile of uh, dirty clothes in a in a corner. And you said you're just poking your head in. So, mm -hmm. uh, open the next door. It is the kitchen. Um, the kitchen is seems to be fairly clean, fairly neat. Um, you know, the cupboards and drawers and stuff are, are closed. There isn't you know, anything kind of. The only thing kind of standing out in the kitchen is that um, standing along uh, <clears throat> the uh, counter uh, are seven mostly empty bottles of vodka. Hmm. Yeah, that's impressive, even for a, a general or whatever, a high officer. <laughs> Oof. That's a rough night. Uh, as you go to push open the third door, you find you can't. Uh, it's not that it's locked, but there's, there's a dead body behind it. There's something pressing against the door from the other side. I will push harder. Strength roll. I will help see if we can just, yeah. 13, one off an extreme. Yep, not a problem. You manage to uh, push and push and push and the door pushes open and as it does so uh yes there was clearly hmm. a body leaning up against it um the torso the head and torso half of uh, the body falls outside of the door that does not say it's not disconnected from the lower half it's just that you know, <laughs> half in half out of the room uh, as the body falls down there's kind of a you know, a little puff of air uh, and a number of kind of feathers blow up into the air and settle gently backwards. Feathers. Um, 
the body is lying face up uh, in it's a man. Uh, in his right hand, there is a small pistol. Uh, into in the uh, in the bathroom itself, uh, next to the toilet, uh, there is uh, a large pillow with a hole in it. It appears to be the source of the feathers. <laughs> I thought there was going to be some kind of bird monster. But... Scorch mark around the uh, the hole. Um, the there's kind of a sour vodka smell, which I'm sure all of you recognize from having drunk too much and then thrown up in the uh, bathroom. Uh, there's a splatter of blood on the tile behind behind the pull the uh, toilet. Uh, and Comrade Fedorov, you absolutely recognize the body as uh, Yuri Potikov. So can we confirm that this pistol has been um, used or not? Uh, spot hidden. Five success. Uh, and give me a firearms roll. Uh, um, I think. Was I? I can, remember, I can never remember what I was supposed to go to the Olympics for, but for some reason I feel like it was um, firearms. Twenty-nine is a success on handguns. Uh, so, yes, so yes, Comrade Kravchuk, you have been down. Take a look at the pistol in the man's hand. Uh, there is powder residue on the barrel. Uh, it is clearly, very clearly, been fired. Uh, and you would guess that from the amount of um, powder residue on the barrel, uh, it was fired at a very close range. Oh. So, if he killed himself, which it seems it seems likely, then he staggered out from the bathroom, maybe uh, to the living what? room. And <clears throat> is that what you're you're getting from this? Why would he use a pillow if he was? I assume the pillow was to muffle the noise, equivalent of a right. silencer, but why would he care if he made a lot of noise when he shot himself? I wonder if there's another yeah. person who shot him. Maybe somebody shot him, sure. If yeah, I was because... killing someone who didn't want to make a noise, I would use a pillow. Right? Yeah, it just, it doesn't, it, yeah. Maybe they just left the pillow there, thinking someone wouldn't think about it. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So the pistol in his hand, you think, was was uh, used and then stuck into his hand to make it look that, more like suicide? I mean, that's what it looks like, probably. Can I... I don't know if I can... Where's the bullet with... wound? Is he it... could have shot the person... It could be that the bullet... That he was trying to protect himself with the gun. Right. And got shot anyway. And got shot anyway. Oh, actually, no, Max, here's a good question. Where is the bullet wound? Yeah, I mean, he yeah. shot himself with his right hand. Can Does it look like he could shoot him where the bullet wound is? Does it look like he could get his hand to do it? Like, is it on the left side of his head? He has to bend his arm way around to do it. 
Uh, <clears throat> well, let's do uh, medicine roll. Oh, here we not, go. Not to find the. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I got a zero five. <laughs> I can, so what, did you succeed, Sean? Oh, yes, but probably <laughs> no, not no. a zero five. Well, no, I have a I have a one in medicine, so I would still have to burn luck. To make oh, it. don't burn luck. I okay. I got a heart success. <laughs> All right, good, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can, I mean, you can, you can see the bullet, the bullet wound. That 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 part is not difficult. There are two of them. Um, one is in uh, his forehead, just above um, the uh, bridge of the nose, and the other one is in the back of his head. And the one in the back of his head is the entrance wound. Well, all right. Yeah, you're not going to shoot yourself in the back of the head. That seems really. We've seen some weird stuff today, but I agree that. And there, there are a number of feathers embedded in the skull around the back. Yeah, back wound. Yeah, yeah, definitely was not killed by his own hand. <clears throat> I, but here's here's a question for me. We should, probably should take the gun though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no ammunition and, and absolutely. That was my first thought, actually, when I saw the gun. Have, yeah, when I heard, gun, I think when they heard gun, we all kind of looked at each other like, okay, was, okay, maybe we'll just respect the dead for a second before we snap the gun. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, this uh, is one of those golden moments for any keeper where the players willingly pick up the murder weapon of a high-ranking <laughs> Soviet official and say, let's carry this around with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to dust off the fingerprints. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Who's, who's taking the uh, pistol? Uh, I'm not the best at handguns. I'm moderately okay at handguns. I have 85. Oh, yeah. well, then you should take it. I would like to do a spot hidden to see if I can find the bullet. Because it clearly went through the head, which means it's somewhere around this room. Let's not allow for ballistics to trace this gun to being the murder weapon. Right. Yes. Wow. Soviet Russia in the 1930s famously <laughs> known for uh, you know if you really want to, well it doesn't really matter anyway we're dead what are they going to do yeah. um, sorry let me uh, let me let me deal with comrade Shemkov first would you give me a luck roll comrade Shemkov uh, certainly uh, 15 out of 51 okay uh, the um, uh, your pistol, it's a small pistol, D8 damage. Uh, as you check it, uh, the magazine is very nearly full. Only one round has been fired, so you have nine rounds. Oh, very nice. Um, Comrade Fedorov, spot hidden roll. No, 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 no. Uh, you are not able to find the bullet. Unfortunately, the body has been moved. So even, I mean, there's a lot of, it'll be a tough scene for them if they're into this at all. But I assume they're just going to blame somebody that needs to be uh, imprisoned or killed. Uh, and between uh, Comrade Gukov, who was checking out the bullet wound, uh, and or not, sorry, Comrade Fedorov, who was checking out the bullet wound, and Comrade uh, Shemkov, who was 
uh, borrowing the gun. Um, the two of you, as you're you know, kind of looking around the body, uh, you do notice that um, there are patches of dark brown stains uh, on his hands and forearms uh, that appear to be some kind appear to be some kind of chemical burn. And can I get a how about just an education role from Comrade Fedorov? That's going to be good. Uh, sorry, I've got to translate this from the old system. Uh, it's uh, at least a hard success. Okay. Um, you're pretty oh, no, sure. No, sorry, it's an extreme success. You're pretty sure that the stains and the chemical burns, uh, and now that are from, uh, and now that tarry substance that you found in the living room kind of makes sense at least a little bit as to what it might be. Creosote. Oh, from the inside of uh, chimneys. Uh, and as it's more more relevant to uh, Comrade Fedorov, uh, creosote is what you soak uh, railroad ties in. Oh, interesting. To preserve them. Um, uh, the body uh, on his shoulders, uh, there are um, blisters and pustules on his uh, shoulders, uh, similar to the, the burns that you've seen before uh, on certain other bodies. Um, as you are you know, looking around, you know, after a couple minutes, um, maggots start to crawl out of his mouth and ears. And what? Nose. How old is the body? I mean, yeah, medicine roll. Um, <laughs> yes. Zero one in medicine. No. No. Ninety-eight. Oof. <laughs> Who knows? I must have seen dead bodies before. I'm a nurse by occupation. Oh well, never mind. But not a coroner. <laughs> <laughs> you got rid of them when they died. <laughs> okay. Oh. Does he have any what, personal what effects on his mm. body, or? Uh, he does not. Uh, the only thing that he is wearing is uh, pajama bottoms, pajama like pajama pants. And was this okay, so, the um, last room, or was there still one yep. more? Nope, this was it. So, with the creosote in mind. Um, do you think 
Um, I mean, he must have actually been at the the rail yard, yeah. I mean, or his killer also works or has been at the rail rail yard. So, I mean, who else could have maybe done this that would have come from the rail yard? Where are the stains on his body, Jim? Uh, The creosote burns Mm. are on his hands and forearms. I mean, this this must have happened before death, right? What the the surely? I I don't think this could have been the killer. Wow. Doing this. I have a feeling that figuring that out is going to probably require more medicine rolls. <laughs> <laughs> what is a medicine roll, you idiot? Have you been drinking the vodka? Every day, comrade. Um, <laughs> That's the medicine. Yes. Well, <laughs> so we the first apartment we went to last time around, the guy hung himself and we thought it was suicide. Um, well, or at least it, it was made, made to look like a suicide. Right. This also is made to look like a suicide. So it seems is like it? it's pro- probably the NKVD officers are do- are trying to clean up the mess. Well, so now I'm wondering if this, if there is actually reason to think this was made to look like a suicide. I mean, it was a pretty obviously a dead body that had been shot. And he was lying on the ground with a pistol. I'm not, I'm not actually sure it was made to look like a suicide or if it was just a murder that was not in any way cleaned up. Well, but, just, but, but then why would they put the gun in his own hands? I think it was his gun. It's his gun and he was using it in self-defense. Is my, my thought. By shooting through his own head? No, 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 no. There was somebody else. There were two guns. Okay. Somebody else has a gun. But I thought you and... made the roll to match the gun to his death shot. Oh, no, 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 no. Just that it had been shot at, and that uh, there was that he had been shot at close range and his pistol had been used. But not that it's his gun that made the wound. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I uh, did any sort of. Um, whatever that's called. Would we expect a um, like a rail yard official to have a gun? Um, how about intelligence rolls? Yeah, I'm just I'm just confused about the bullet wound with the feathers and the pillow. Thirty-four it doesn't make right, sense. Well, because right, so that was somebody murdering him. So maybe maybe they knocked him unconscious first. Maybe there's a. Uh, Maybe that's what we need to see, is if he has also a... Oh, well, maybe he passed out from the vodka. That would do it. But then his, but then he wouldn't have fired his gun. Uh, that's true. That's um, mysterious. All right. In- intelligence for me is... Regular I mean, success. I, I can burn one point of luck to make that an extreme success. Uh, so not only... Well, I suppose whether it would be normal for... Uh, an official like this to have a pistol or not, you can, 
I leave up to your own interpretation. Uh, you do know, however, that as he is not a member of the police uh, or the military, uh, it is deeply, it would be deeply illegal for him to have a pistol. Mm. Okay. A one-way trip to the east. <sighs> so everyone, everyone we know that has been associated with this rail car and this trip is dead. Except for Who one else who's missing. And uh Mikhail yeah. Kalanin. We didn't oh. find his body. He seems like he's on the run. No coat, no body. Right. Yeah, okay. So either dead or missing. Um Can I uh search the desk while this order. is going on? Open it up and so forth. Of course. Yeah, I mean potentially <clears throat> he is also a suspect, right? Maybe he took it upon himself to kill these people. Not saying that that's the most logical, but I mean, he's the only one out of this crew that is not dead. At least so far as we've found. I don't, I don't see a, a rail worker being a, an assassin like this. I think this is some government faction. Uh, Comrade Kravchuk, as you when you go back into the living room and search through the desk, um, there's not much in there. Uh, a few personal papers that are somewhat uninteresting, um, yeah, but the the only kind of moderately interesting thing you find is a uh, a faded photograph uh, showing um, clearly from some time ago, not a recent photograph. Uh, showing a much younger looking Joseph Stalin uh, and uh, Yuri Potikov. And is Stalin <clears throat> is still, um, the photograph wouldn't get him arrested. No. What, what did you find, sorry? Photograph of uh, our man and Stalin some years ago. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, so it feels to me like everybody who knew about this is being killed off. Sort of a cleanup operation. Yeah. Wasn't there a hospital at some point mentioned? There was a doctor. Doctor. Yeah, um, the doctor who was collecting Lakoba. Dr. Cherry. Cherikov, yes. It feels like we need to find him. But yeah. yeah, we don't, none of us recognize that name. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, Uh, let's look at some of these other apartments to see if any of them are him. I mean, this is a state oh. facility. This is, it wouldn't be a, a wild yeah. coincidence. 
Yeah, I'm going to start Ooh. wandering around the other apartments to try to find out the names of the people that are there. Um, you can do so. Um, it, it is not. Uh, are I finding more vodka in any of the other apartments? More and more, right? Yes. Yeah, great. I'll definitely be grabbing some of that. Getting, I'm getting a bit paranoid that we're being set up for something here, so I, I want to well, want to look out yeah. the window, see if um. Oh. Well, we're already we're already dead. I mean, they, they don't they don't need any <laughs> yeah. evidence to uh, to put us you know to put us away. I, I'm going to look outside, see but if there's yeah, watching the apartment. Uh, it's about hidden roll. Uh, oh, yes, 20 uh, hard success. Uh, there is a black sedan hmm. that you recognize. With two men sitting in it, parked outside. Uh, that car is here again. Um, do you think we might be able to come at it from I, two sides and get I a think, drop on them? Yeah, I think gun. we should do that. Yeah, and stop them. So that we can question them. Is that feasible? Like, are, is there is there a back entrance? Is there only one entrance into this? Well, we've got floor level windows that are. Open. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. We go down to one of the empty apartments, or possibly empty apartments on the ground floor. Go out the window at the back. Go around pincer movement. Come up in front of some of you. Come up in front of, and some of you come up behind the car, kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Hopefully, unobserved from multiple directions, so they don't speed off like they did last time. Sure. You can make you can all. Are you all doing this? Who's who's who's, who's, who's in front? Who's <laughs> behind? What's the? I'm. I've got moderate stealth abilities. I'm reasonably stealthy. Yeah, also, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm, you know. So why don't the not stealthy ones go block the front of the car and then we'll come up from the back? Mm. Perhaps I could distract them with an accordion playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you roll well enough, I'm, I bet that'll work great. I have a lot of points in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and in horse riding, if we can find a horse. Well, we might. All right, so okay. are we sneaking up behind. Crap check, sounds good. Actually, so while you guys are doing that, because I have zero sneak ability, I'm going to walk around and turn on apartment lights all over the place to sort of make them think we're moving from room to room. Ah, uh, good. Yes. Uh, all over in a number of the other empty apartments. Yes, go to well. the other apartments and flip lights on. Wait, you know, go over here, flip it on, turn it off. You know, just sort of on the side that the, the sedan is on, so they think that there's there's many of us moving from room to room. Okay, They're practically running uh, from room to room. As Comrade Fedorov does that, why don't you all make listen rolls? Oh, zero uh, three. Hard 96. success. Ex extreme. 
you hear the sound of a car driving off. Oh, uh, uh, crying out loud. <sighs> Seemed like a good plan. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, man. But we don't know. Yeah, I guess because we're still not, there's no idea what they're actually trying to figure out here. Well, it looks like we're off to try and find this doctor then. Uh, do we want to look around the other apartments and see if there's more dead bodies? I mean, it, it's, it still seems mysterious to me that there's uh, all these empty apartments in this wealthy thing, unless unless it is, of course, opera night and everybody's out at the Nutcracker or whatever. Yeah. What about the one that had the music playing in it? Maybe that one's probably not empty. For example, or or maybe they just left the radio on in the same way that uh, this right. guy had his record player going. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's go look at least uh, before we wander into a, a large city to find a single doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can look around the other apartments that are open. Uh, you find nothing of any particular interest. And they're all empty. Uh, of people. Correct. But But inhabited in general. Correct. Um, no, I'll just give this. You don't need to roll for this. That would be silly, given your backgrounds. Um, it is a bit eerie, and it is kind of odd to see it, and perhaps even a little more odd that this is clearly, you know, a building full. Or at least at one point, uh, recently was full of rather more important people. Um, but it occurs to you it's not completely unheard of. Uh, you know, if there, you know, if someone in the building was maybe um, denounced or arrested for, uh, you know, some kind of uh, counter-revolutionary activities that. Um, you know, most or even the entire rest of the building might be carried off as well. For uh, questioning, so to speak. Or, or yeah. something along those or, lines. Or yeah. Murder or whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we don't have any solid lead next there's there's possibly tracking this doctor down um, what what else do we actually have i don't uh... well we could go to um we could go uh east and um, to, to the uh, to wherever the train went. Could we really? 
I mean, we're dead, so I'm actually kind of thinking that uh, at some point we might want to not be around. <laughs> not I'm just thinking, sure go to go, I'm thinking go east to end up in the U.S., but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I don't know if this is relevant to... Uh, anything you guys would care about or not. Um, uh, the the train destination, uh, Krasnoyarsk, uh, mm -hmm. you would all at least be somewhat aware of uh, what Krasnoyarsk is. Uh, it is a it is a large one of the larger cities uh, in uh, eastern Russia uh, in Siberia. Um, it is. You know, if you look at a map of Russia, it's kind of like right in the center, uh, which means it's far enough east to be north of Mongolia. <laughs> um, it's a, you know, a fairly large city, mostly known uh, for uh, copper mining, but it is also a major uh, rail hub for you know good for all sorts of goods moving out of Siberia. And we've looked at all the rooms in this apartment, right? At this point? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, you know, let's look at the burnt papers in the fireplace to see if they're completely burned. Oh, we did. They are. Hmm. There that? you go. Done. Uh. <clears throat> Shall we head back to uh, our base, a <laughs> Fedorov's apartment? <laughs> and uh, can we can we try to? It ha, it's getting late. I, I think we possibly have to rest at some point. I wonder if we can send out some some inquiries. I mean, I you know, ex nurse. We've got a doctor haven't we um can we can we try to make inquiries at hospitals to search for this doctor uh Cherikov. you know you would have a better chance of doing that in the morning yes that's what i'm thinking so yeah. I'm, I'm sort of thinking rest and then when things open Make yeah, that could be good. Go back to uh, Fedorov's and drink some vodka. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Return to Comrade Fedorov's tiny apartment and drink the rest of his vodka. Well, luckily we well, restocked a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually drift off to sleep and wake the next morning. Words. Well, that didn't solve anything. Now we just don't know what to do and have a headache. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so other than the doctor, the only other 
clue I think we have is that uh, Mikel Calvin Calvin is we never found his body at the apartment. Oh right, and yeah, it seems like he's worth looking at. There's also the there's also the the rail work at, in, at the police station. Is that is that correct? But that might be. I don't think that's something you just walk in and. Right. Show me your prison. Well, I know, I know we mentioned it the other time, but we were in the middle of looking for other people. But what about um, looking up, uh, maybe the same family name to see if there's any family that we could find that maybe he was gone. Um, the one rail worker who we can't find, Kalanen. Yeah, I was thinking between that and me going to the go to the rail yard and trying to ask around, does anybody know him? Does he have any friends? Like, where would he go to hide type thing? Does Does he ever talk about, you know, family in the country or, you know, yep. outside the city? Yeah, that sounds good. <clears throat> so, okay, sorry. So that's just Fedorov going to the rail yard or all of you? So I think I'm going to the rail yard to look or to ask people, but uh, perhaps uh, someone could go with Petrova to look up records to see if there's a family name thing going on. And then other people yeah, can be I looking at hospitals. Um, okay, so sorry um, when you said Petrova, you confused me because I'm like Petrova's not here. Uh, okay, but you're going to send Petrova to do a record. Well, she's she can she's the, she could go with somebody who is here. Is I guess where I was going with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I can certainly um, go as muscle, um, I guess, as opposed to brains. Oh no, I guess I'm quite smart actually. Never mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm not uh, the and, Yeah. Or, I'm not the best at um doing research, but I definitely have persuasion and intimidation skills. Good. Let's uh let's see if the two of us can uh can make something happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Comrade Gukov, you're going with Comrades Petrova and Kravchuk? Sure, yeah. Okay, and Comrade Fedorov is headed to the rail yard. Comrade Shemkov, what are you up to? Um, I mean, I, I think I might have a better chance asking around at some hospitals. And... Okay, uh, fair enough. <clears throat> Let us start with Comrade Fedorov. Um, you make your way to the rail yard. Yes. And, you know, I, I'm just, I mean, I recognize it's a large place, but I also think that people sort of, I mean, I certainly look the part of, you know, a rail mechanic. So I'm going to go to the places where people hang out and sort of indicate that I'm I'm trying to find uh, Mikel. Anybody know where I might find him? Anybody seen him recently? Um, 
How about a luck roll? Uh, hold on. How about I don't have luck because my character sheet is from before there was luck. <laughs> How about I roll luck? Uh, well, uh, regular success. There you go. Um, you can, so no one that you talked to has uh, seen him. Um, yeah, within the past few days. Um, you do, uh, you know, kind of poking a little further, you know, family, that sort of thing. Um, you know, he was, uh, you know, you, you kind of get, you eventually get a picture, you know, he was, he was not fair, he was not married, um, you know, doesn't have any family uh, in uh, Moscow. Um, but you do, uh, you know, find one person uh, who says that he thinks he was actually, he might have actually been from Krasnoyarsk. That he might have a mother there. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, if I can't find any anybody like that, I guess I'll just sort of keep that in mind. Okay. Cool. Uh, Comrade Shemkov, start making your way around to some hospitals, asking after uh, the doctor whose name escapes me at the moment, Dr. Cherikov. Mm -hmm. Obviously, okay. very important. Uh, would you give me first a luck roll, Comrade <clears throat> Shemkov? Uh, 35 out of 51. Okay. Um, <clears throat> as you come, you know, whichever hospital you go to first, uh, as you uh, walk in, uh, just ahead of you, uh, there are two Moscow policemen yeah. who are um, pushing a gurney into mm -hmm. the hospital with a body on it. Uh, the body of uh, a dead person. Mm -hmm. Whom you so recognize. Ah, is it Comrade Petch? Pet got the names. Uh, it is Lupov Lakoba. Um, Lakoba. The person you're looking for? The first the wife. One. Oh, the wife. Uh, so the body is at least uncovered. Oh, yeah. I mean, can I sort of see an, an obvious cause of death? Uh, first aid room. You don't have any medicine. First aid room. Uh, yeah, first aid. Okay. Um, yes, success. Uh, cause of death specifically, uh, no. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the body is... Um, Wet and frozen. Wet and frozen. You would guess they pulled her out of the river. Yikes. Okay. 
well, there's not much I can do for her now, so um, I'll carry on making my inquiries. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you, how about a persuade roll? Persuade, okay. Uh, my intimidate is better, but fine. Okay, persuade. Um, oh, yes, 20 is a hard success out of 50. Uh, you can convince uh, a receptionist or a nurse or whomever into talking to you. Uh, there's no one at this hospital by the name of Chirby. Okay, have they ever heard of this person by name, and, reputation? And they have not. Um, is this a... They suggest you can go try it. One of the other hospitals. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess I will. I will continue my search. Okay. Uh, give me another luck roll. Mm, okay. Oh god, I can't spend luck on a luck roll, so that is a failure. 58 out of 51. Um, so you well, spend probably a couple hours going around to a couple of different hospitals kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and you are at none of them. Uh, is there a Dr. Chervyakov? Uh, nor has anyone ever heard of a Dr. Chervyakov. Give me an intelligence roll. Uh, that is a success. Uh, after a couple hours of fruitless searching, it occurs to you that doctor does not necessarily have to mean medical doctor. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, what? Is there, is there like, are there universities in, in Moscow? Are there? Uh, you would, of course, be familiar as you think about it, that uh, for a not medical doctor, probably the best place to start looking would be the People's Scientific Institute here in Moscow. Okay, then, well, I will head to the People's Scientific Institute. Okay. Uh, let us cut over to comrades Petrova, Kravchuk, and Gukov. Uh, you are going to go look up some kind of records somewhere, somehow? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, with wherever we can look for records, we can look into both the doctor and the Kalanin. Well, it seems like they might be different because the rail yard records presumably are one thing and the um, meta or whatever, I guess we don't even know, but the, the other records. <clears throat> like, oh, I feel I mean, like we go to the rail yard potentially to just try to find the records on Kalanin. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So if you're looking for the conductor, um, and that's why we were going to take um, uh, 
Petrova. Petrova with us, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if we're looking for the conductor, Petrova would absolutely suggest going back to the uh, Transportation Institute since she's already been in there once, knows the place, knows the people. And that's where you would find information on a conductor. I, or the brake man. I thought it was the conductor. Whomever. Oh, he had he had a bullet in his head. Okay. So. Never mind that. The brake man. I can't be bothered to pay attention to these people. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> um, we're Cover here Petrova to not pay can attention. Get, can get you in as uh, she was just here yesterday. Uh, library use rules. Nope. Nope. Somebody want to make a library use for Comrade Petrova? Sure. Uh, wow, that's a 95. She's very nervous. Can't find any information. Okay. We spend a couple hours nervously waiting to get shot, not finding information. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, let's get back to Comrade Fedorov. We've wandered around the railroad rail, rail yard for a couple hours, talked to people. Did you have any plan to meet up with the others? What was the? Oh, I assumed when I was done, I would go back to my apartment, which is increasingly okay. smelling like a boarding house. But yeah. Okay, so you go home. Okay. Um. Uh, Comrade Shemkov, you said you were headed to the People's Scientific Institute. Yes, please. Okay. And comrades Kravchuk and Gukov, where are you headed after your failure to find anything at the transportation department? thinking um on the absence of other thoughts um i will uh see about how one would go about getting to uh the center of russia as an illegal with no uh, so maybe this is uh, thinking about thinking back as an agent, how I would have assumed that enemies of the state would have tried to escape to get to uh, uh, to travel. Uh, slowly and painfully over long periods of time, walking, hitchhiking, um, maybe jumping a boxcar. <clears throat> there's certainly no, I mean, you would certainly know that there's no official means of travel, right? You know, you, you can't leave your immediate region unless you have specific permission and a reason to do so. <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess I need to start. So sort of planning a, that trip. Yes. Okay. Thinking about it and you know, looking at maps and whatever else seems appropriate. And yeah. where are you doing this escape planning? In, well, in a park. Oh, well, okay. I, I mean, I guess we could have done it while we're at the transport office. 
seems like the most information we would need, like maps and whatever rail lines would be there, right? That is true. Yeah, I was thinking that the transportation office would be a place that we might. Um, okay. Uh, how about either library use or navigation? Well, look at that. Two of my favorite skills. I will fail them both. Let's see. Yep, I failed both of them as well. Excellent. So that's the rest of our day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's cut back to Comrade Shemkov. Hello. Uh, you make your way uh, to the People's Scientific Institute in Moscow. Uh, it is a kind of very large, uh, mostly cement building, fairly modern building, um, uh, late Art Deco, one might say. Uh, the Scientific Institute kind of serves as the hub for all scientific uh, inquiry in the Soviet Union. Um, it's a bit of a museum as well. It's kind of a combination like research university and you know museum kind of thing. Um, yeah, there's a there's a big exhibit room and you know, there's signs pointing to, you know, lecture halls this way and laboratories this way and reception rooms uh, that way. Um, you know, but upon entering, there is, of course, first a registration desk uh, with a startlingly attractive young woman um, who looks up as you walk in. Uh, good morning. What brings you to the People's Scientific Institute? May I see your papers, please? Mm, do I have papers? I, I, that's uh, a question to the to the GM as opposed to a statement out loud. Uh, you do not. So when when they're referring to papers, this is this is like identity card sort of yep. thing, and yep. sort of a sort of again even even though you know even as a you know as a museum right at yep. this time in Soviet Russia you you can't just up and decide hey kids let's go to the museum today right you have to have you know permission and you know signatures and and this kind of thing right you have to have a reason for being here you know, an officially approved reason for being here. Well, I don't have any of that. Bribery is a thing. Uh, yeah, is, is, is that really necessary? I'm, I'm just after some, some information, uh, my dear. Um, looking, looking for an old... Uh, Old acquaintance of mine, uh, Dr. Cherikov. 
Uh, this sounds like fast talking to me. Yes, I suppose it is. Why do I have skills in persuade and psychology and intimidate, but not fast talk? Oh God, it's going to go horrifically. Uh, oh no, actually, if I spend nine points of luck, I can make that. I think I'd rather do that than um, get arrested. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and spin it like um, you know. Uh, we had a we had a bit of a a, an, a fling once, and I'm 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 just trying to uh, get back in touch with him, and, uh, you know, trying to convince her that this this doesn't need to be official. And ah if, yes, if of course I understand. I understand. Uh, it is a man. Do you wish to find him again? I suppose I could let you in. If only I was really hoping to <clears throat> bring my boyfriend uh, someplace nice this weekend. If only I could afford to do so. Do I have any money? I'm sure you have a couple of rubles on you, sure. Then I will offer up what little I have. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, you are very generous. How kind of you. Uh, please go right in. Oh, no, no, you are. You are the kind one here. Thank you so much. Um, and as I sort of get in, I will fume at, at her <laughs> impertinence. Well, reassuringly clutching the pistol in my uh, yeah okay um wh wh where does she actually let me go I mean what what is there uh, a yes, room you, or something or? yes since you're specifically looking for you know you said what you're looking for she's not going to have you just wander the place impertinently um, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah she she will direct you to uh, where the um, the uh, various records on the um, scientists are kept that you can dig through the files. Okay. Library use role. Oh, <laughs> why did I come here? I am the least suited character to this. Um, no, I think we all are. <laughs> but I'm sure you have some luck. Or some more rubles. <laughs> Do I have that much luck? Okay. I would need to spend 17 points of luck. This has seemed like a terrible idea. Um, so I am not an unattractive woman. Um, I'm wondering if there's some young researcher or assistant around that I could uh, convince or possibly intimidate uh, <laughs> into, into finding this for me. I will, I will, yeah. 
Uh, I'm sure you can find someone to attempt your charm upon. God, my charm's even worse than my library use. Um, could it, could sure it persuade you can find me? Someone, okay. Can I roll an app roll? Roll persuade. <laughs> oh, dear. This is terrible. Oh, for God's sake. I give up. I go home. 72 out of 50. Um, okay. I'm I'm kind of I feel like I'm I'm hitting a a dead end here. So <clears throat> you look a little frustrated. Are you not able to find your your doc your your handsome doctor? Just don't understand this this filing system. Why is it not alphabetical? Oh well, it is. It is alphabetical in a more scientific way about uh, times and postings and, and like this. It it really helps if you understand the filing system. Do you understand it? Oh, yes, yes, I do. Can you understand it for me? Well, I'm very busy at the moment, you see. I, uh, I don't know that I can spend, that I can afford to spend the time <laughs> searching for your young doctor. Do I have any money left? I'll just, I'll just empty my pockets at this stage. <laughs> oh, once again, you are so very generous. Uh, what was the name again? What was the name again? It was Dr. Cheryakov? Ah, yes, just a moment. She'll dig through a couple of filing cabinets and eventually come out with a uh, folder and start paging through it. Oh, very impressive. Uh, educated at Oxford. That's in England, you know. <laughs> hmm. Oh, not, not so young, though science officer uh, before the revolution um science officer where is oh yes at the uh, at the uh, prison in tunguska <laughs> and yeah perhaps not such a good scientist though it says here he uh, he led an unsuccessful expedition uh, into the Tunguska swamps in, when was this, late June 1908. But does it, does it say where he is now? I've... I'm very sorry, it does not. <laughs> this stage, Shemkov is ready to shoot someone. <laughs> 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 I think she's probably, yeah, her face is just turning quite red with rage. <sighs> uh, through gritted teeth, thank you for your help. And, uh, I think I'm going to uh, head back to our base. Okay. Uh, you return there to find Comrade uh, Fedorov, 
waiting at home. Uh, but let's cut back to comrades Kravchuk and Gukov, who have failed to come up with a plan to escape the Soviet Union and defect to America. What do you think we should do this afternoon for the rest? Um, oh, is there maybe while we were still at the transport office, is there any other people that may have worked with this team in the past? that wasn't on this mission? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, maybe go get some lunch. Always a good idea. Keep the body fueled. Okay, comrades grab Chuck and Gukov, go to lunch. <laughs> Uh, let's get over to uh, the apartment, Comrade Shemkov and Comrade Fedorov. Well, this was a complete waste of time. I've, I've at least found out he's not a medical doctor. He's a scientist, but other than some nonsense about swamps in Tunguska, um, no information about where he is. Huh. Is there a staff directory? I, I'm assuming not, given like my whole thing was finding. Yeah, yeah you, you know he's not, wherever he is, he's not there. Yeah. He's definitely a scientist, but he is not there. <sighs> well... Don't, hopefully the others will have luck. I don't know where else we can turn to at this point. I mean, I imagine uh, God, what's his name? Uh, it was the NKVD that sent us on this mission. Is that is that, that is correct? correct? So, yes. you know, they, they, they would have information. I, I suppose we... Uh, you, that is also correct. You absolutely know that the NKVD yeah. has information <laughs> on everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we were we were sure that the vehicle following us wasn't them. Uh, I'm going to look out a window and see if there's a black sedan outside. It's about hidden. Nope. <sighs> Apparently, I didn't move the shade. <laughs> so, comrade, look to see if there's a car outside. Perhaps we can find these people who are following us. Uh, but hidden. Okay. Uh, normal success. Uh, there are uh, any number of black cars outside, but none that seem to be parked and mm. closely observing. Uh, 
other than your missing scientist, I mean, the only one that we don't know anything about is uh, Mikhail Kalavin, other than where he, he lives in the area where the uh, they apparently went to. It's frustrating having no resources for a mission like this. Well, we should wait for the others and decide what to do next. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's cut over to the others having lunch. <laughs> I think we have lunch and uh, I, I don't have anything else. I, I think I would have. Yeah. Meet back okay. with the others. Reconvened. Reunited. Excellent. Yeah. Share information. That's what it is. <laughs> we we at least know that um, the doctor is a is a scientist. Um, but we don't know anything more than that. Um, and we're right. And that they were doing something weird. Should we? I mean, the only other clue we have is Edvar Berger, the guy who opened up the box car in the first place. Mm. Do we really want to go to a police station? What would he be able to tell us at this point? I, 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 mean, I feel like whoever I feel like whoever is trying to stop us from being able to follow this is doing a very good job. Mm. We may need mm. to report a lack of success. <laughs> yeah, that'll work great. Yeah, I mean, at this point, we really don't have, have anything else to go on. Should we? Should we message? I, I, I was. I, I hesitate to contact our. Patron <laughs> um, Rubishov, but at this stage, I don't know how else we we need information that the NKVD would have to investigate further. But well, oh, oh, sorry, one Jim, way back an hour ago, or so uh, you had indicated <laughs> that it was uh, creosol on the floor and on the body. That is correct, and and so likely. It came. I mean, it, it didn't seem to be sort of, you know, covered in ten. It didn't seem to have wiped off from a tentacle necessarily. Whoever it was came from, you know, worked there. So, is there? Uh, I'm asking the group now. Is there a possibility that we should be looking around the rail yard for a secret laboratory or something? Another boxcar. Hmm. That seems to be. It seems like whoever killed him was around the railroad. That's the only other. 
clue we have. Well, we certainly can. I mean, just, I guess, wander around looking for things that seem out of place. I don't know that I would recognize them, but. I wonder if we went to the rail records one more time and looked around for this doctor's name. I think we, yeah, I mean, obviously you may have better luck than us, certainly. Well, you were you were looking up Mikkel Kelligan's the break. I think we tried both. Oh, okay. At least that was our plan. Um, I will also I will uh, share. I, actually, I do have a lot of library. Um, of course you do. <laughs> to go along with all that medicine. Very, and the mechanic. Very, very important for and a mechanic the in the real world. And the real world, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, that although kind of none of you uh, still have your uh, NKVD um, identification, Comrade Petrova does. Really? Oh. Oh, that's right, because it was she was just uh, threatened that she uh, would also get killed if. Uh, Things didn't go well. Correct. Okay, we send Petrova to get all the information. <laughs> while we chill out here and have some vodka. Clearly, the only logical course of action. Seems like a good plan. At least the vodka part. I mean, is, is there any realistic chance that? a group of people could get in with one set of credentials. Or uh, that seems unlikely. Yes. OK, so. And. Petrova is a secretary, so there's at least a reason why they would be searching for information and going through records. Eyebrow raise. Sounds reasonable to me. Yes, comrade, that is an excellent idea. I should go <laughs> at once. <laughs> this time I will make my library use roll. <laughs> um, OK, so you're going to send comrade Petrova out on her own enter the offices of the NKVD to find information on Dr. Cherbyakov. Uh, she will be gone for a couple hours. By the time she gets back, it's mid-afternoon. It's called 3 p.m. And she will return with a few pieces of information. Yeah. Uh, she has an address for Dr. Chervyakov. Excellent. Uh, on the outskirts of Moscow. Uh, according to the records that um, 
Dr. Chervikov is receiving uh, funds for the state for, for the state from the state. Uh, for a number of experiments. Um, most of which are redacted in the files that she saw. Mm -hmm. uh, except for uh, at least one <clears throat> that was uh, called uh, the effects of the Tunguska syndrome. And all of the documentation on Churyakov, uh, including the authorization of transfers of funds and authorizations for uh, the experiments, uh, and all of this uh, are signed and sealed by VM Molotov. Oh. Uh, and for those of you who might not personally know, uh, at this time Molotov was number two right behind Stalin. Mm. Hmm. Well, that explains a lot of why we're not, um, of why everything's being hidden. I mean, if, if, uh, if Molotov's cocktail of experiments has gone awry, uh, and uh, I mean, if, if he was, you know, backing this and it, it, something bad has happened, then it would certainly make sense that, uh, that we would not be allowed to find out about it. And we also think it's realistic that uh, Rubashov would not know what the left hand of the NKVD was doing. Uh, that is absolutely normal course of business, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have an address. Is it anywhere near the rail yard? It is not. Okay. Well, I get it. Well, it, it's in sort of broad general terms. It's, you know, it's, it's in like, Moscow. It's near, yeah. <laughs> it's nearer the rail yard than say the Kremlin. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, uh, it's an address within kind of the industrial sector. Let's go there. Shall we go? Yes. Uh... Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, you make your way there. Uh, the address uh, takes you to uh, a an old brick building. Uh, two stories. Large frosted windows. Listen rolls. Ninety-two success. Ninety-nine. Uh, there seems to be a party going on on the second floor. Okay. You can hear loud music and maybe kind of cheering, yelling. Hmm. Sounds like a party. Oh. Is is this a so this is this isn't this is a what kind of building is this? Did you say sorry? Uh, it's a two-story brick building with frosted windows. It looks like an old warehouse. Right. So it's not. 
OK, it's not a not a residential type building. Um, it's a secret government lab. <laughs> with a party, party taking place. OK. Uh, well, let's see if we can get ourselves invited. <laughs> it's a very small party. You have to listen carefully mm. to hear it. Well, yes. <laughs> Is the door open? Uh, the door is open. There is a door. You can open it. Uh, it opens onto a stairway leading up uh, to a wooden door with a frosted glass window in the door. Uh, and you can hear from behind the door uh, the somewhat louder sounds of a party. Um, you can now you. Not just yelling, but kind of a, there's some howling noises, chirping, uh, definitely loud music. Um, there's kind of a, an odd smell in the air, um, a bit sweet, a bit rotten, um, some kind of sciency roles or maybe education from the more scientific minded among you. I have chemistry. That would certainly do it. I've got a hard education, but I don't know if I'm oh, sciencey enough. Formaldehyde. Zero one. <laughs> you reach down, you know, taste a bit, oh. and uh... <laughs> uh, it definitely smells like formaldehyde. Uh, there is a sign on the door. It reads Dr. Viktor Chervyakov, Biological Research. Okay. Is this door open or? Uh, it is not open, but it is not locked. You can open the door. I think at this stage I've definitely got my pistol, if not out, but close to hand. And walk in. Uh, you find yourselves in a, a large room. Uh, there are two uh, fairly large tables uh, covered with various scientific instrumentation. Uh, beakers, Bunsen burners, Erlenmeyer flasks, the usual kind of mad scientist thing, if you will. Uh, around the perimeter of the room, sitting up against the walls, are a number of what look like animal cages, uh, all of which are covered. Uh, and kind of all the noise that you're hearing, uh, minus the music, um, seems to be coming from these cages from whatever is in the cages, kind of yelling and howling and chirping. Uh, <clears throat> spot hidden rolls. Uh, nope. No one get it? No, maybe nowhere near. Oh, spend three points of luck. Uh, there is um, so one of the key, one of these covered cages. Uh, you can just see a little kind of poking out from under the uh, uh, the canvas that's covering it. Uh, there's like a name tag, like hanging, like it's caught in the uh, the canvas or in the uh, the, the mesh of the cage, uh, and the name tag reads M. Kalanin. 
Oh. Uh, in the corner of the room, there is a door that's uh, standing just a couple inches open. Uh, near the door is a metal cabinet uh, with the word flammable written on it in large red letters. Ooh, that's exciting. So the one that reads Kalanin, is there is there anything in it? Is it empty? Uh, you would have to go pull the cover off to see that. Yes. See the sand roll if you want to do that. I will do that. <laughs> uh, but before you, as you, but before you do, are there any people in this room? That was sort of my question. Can we see anybody? I'm getting there. That's what <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, there are, uh, in addition to kind of the mad scientist equipment, um, there are, and there is a number of uh, medical equipment as well. Scalpels, syringes, bone saws, rib splitters, all this good stuff. Um, in one corner on a table, there is a stack of small vials um, of what you would guess to be morphine, because they look like the vials that you've seen before. Um, and at another table on the far side of the room, there is a an older gentleman uh, wearing a surgical apron covered with blood. Uh, on the table in front of him uh, is a monkey strapped to the table. Uh, the monkey is missing his head and the body is twitching and writhing around and kind of near where the head of the monkey should be, there is a large battery and the man is inserting two electrodes connected, which are connected to the battery uh, into the stump of the neck. <coughs> there, there, it will all be over soon. If you don't quit wiggling, it will just last longer. And you can all make sanity rolls. Yeah. Uh, nope. Uh, ooh, success. Nope. Fail. Uh, nothing for the success, a D2 for the failures. That's two. One. And that's it. Meaning that's, that's it that is in the room? Yes. Uh, what the hell is going on? Uh, as you say that, you you can the the music in the music actually in the room is so loud you can almost not even hear yourself talk. I'm gonna while this is going on, I'm gonna pick up some of these flammable <laughs> things. I have a feeling they may be needed soon, so I'm also gonna look for a source of flame. If I don't already have a lighter. Well, there's a number of Bunsen burners. Excellent. Floating around. Uh, you can open the uh, the metal cabinet that says flammable. Inside, uh, there are a number of glass jars. 
uh, all of them labeled with various different chemicals that you recognize as indeed being quite flammable. Then once I'm equipped, I want to look under this um, cage. But if other people want to talk to this, this guy first, sort of be happening while I'm doing that. What are the rest of you doing as uh, Comrade Shemkov looks under the cage? Um, I think I was going to go look at the various cages. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm going to do, yeah. do the same. Uh, I'm going to back up towards the door we came in and glance outside to see if there's any vehicles on this part of town now. Perhaps okay. long, long black cars. Okay. Um, let us go ahead and do this. So, Comrade Chav Kravchuk, as you look into a cage, would you make a sanity roll, please? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Uh, D10. Well. D10. Ooh, boy. I uh, hope that's four. Four and two is six, which is only ten percent. So we're still that's we're still uh, doing seven for me. That's less uh, alright. Would you make an intelligence roll, Comrade Kukov? That is a success. Uh, would you roll a d10, Comrade Gukov? Six. Okay, six rounds. We'll come back to you to figure out what happens <laughs> as your mind <laughs> breaks. Comrade Shemkov, would you make a sanity roll? Mm hmm. Fail. Uh, would you lose a D10? Sanity. Four. Okay. And Comrade Fedorov, would you make a spot hidden roll? Uh, that's a success, regular. Uh, you don't see anyone out on the street. Uh, fortunately, that means I'm also not looking towards cages, too, so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, comrades Kravchuk, Gukov, and Shemkov, um, as you look under the various cages, you will see things quite similar to what you saw in the uh, apartments. Um, in some of the larger cases, in some of the larger cages, uh, like the one Comrade Shemkov is looking into. Uh, this is clearly used to be a person. Some of the other cages clearly used to be various other animals, uh, all of which are twisted and warped such that they have tentacles growing out of where either their head should be or their arms should be, um, long elongated necks, um, big spiky toothy mouths opening up in their chests, uh, various other uh, somewhat less pleasant uh, mutations um, <clears throat> that uh, a variety of animals, like I said, there's a, 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 there's a few uh, humans, 
uh, a number of baboons and chimpanzees, um, you know, a couple of cats and dogs as well, this kind of thing. Uh, Comrade Kravchuk. Uh, we'll go into Dex order just for fun. <laughs> uh, the gentleman oh. on the apron uh, clear, yeah. with the apron is still working on the monkey. Clearly, he, you know, he can't hear you guys over the loud music, and he's continuing to do his work. Yeah, I think uh, I am going to make my way towards him with um, violent intent. Okay, so what, you grab him by the shoulder and spin him around kind of thing, or? I think I'm just going to go and uh, grab him by the neck and start to choke him out. Um, okay. I I'm fighting brawl. Fighting brawl, all right. Uh, <coughs> 16. Uh, Let's see, do I not? Have, oh, wait, no, it's up here. That's why. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I have. That's the mistake because I have an amazing skill with club and a horrible skill with brawl. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do not succeed on, on this brawl attempt, although I would have succeeded if I'd remembered to club him. But I'll do that next time. Okay. Um, he spins around seeing you. Uh, Comrade Gukov. Uh, your mind has broken for six rounds. How, how does how does how does it manifest? Um, I mean, I would think maybe I am going to try and open as many cages as I can. That sounds nice. like an excellent idea. That's <sighs> awesome. <laughs> and free these comrades of people that are absolutely imprisoned. Set them free. Uh, yes, uh, you open the first. You uh, we'll say you can open one cage around just to keep things from getting <laughs> two out of hand. <laughs> okay. Um, so you open the first cage. Uh, okay, uh, comrade Shev. Shev. Sorry, let me make sure I deduct here. Five more rounds. Comrade Shemkov. Comrade Gukov is throwing open cages. Um. <laughs> okay, that's not good. I would like to uh, douse the creatures still in cages near to me with flammable stuff. Uh, are you like throwing the the jars at the cages? Or are you trying? I, are you opening the jars and splashing it upon them? I think if I can just pour them over or splash them, then that's that's what I would do. Okay, uh, you will start splashing about flammable liquid. I'm sure that will not cause any sorts of problems, Comrade Federov. Well, so has Gukov opened a cage, and so I've seen the thing inside. Yes, I think you can make sand roll there. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, that is not a success. D ten, nine, uh, intelligence roll. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me just check here, because all right, so it. 
Yeah, no. He failed it. Rolled a 94. Oh, nice. <laughs> he had an 85 intelligence and somehow failed yeah. it. Uh, what you, of, yeah. Yeah. It still hurts. So what are you up to, Comrade Federoff? Um, well, I I think I agree with Krakow, Krakow that uh, violence is in order here. So I will grab <laughs> some large object uh, that I can find some... Oh, I'm going to grab a vial of morphine if I can to start making my way towards him. Towards Cherikov? Yes. Okay. Actually, Congrats. I'm going to grab two or three vials of morphine and start moving towards him. Okay. <clears throat> um, Cherikov will uh, yell out, Who are you? What are you doing here? Uh, Nothing has happened here. There's nothing. Uh, and he will run towards the cages. Comrade Grabchuk. All right. Um, I grab, I, I run after him, and I am going to uh, grab uh, some baton-like thing and attempt to hit him on the head with it. Uh, there's plenty of medical items and scientific stuff you can bash him with. Give me a roll. Okay, but this time I roll an 85, so that is still not a success as he's okay. running around. And you miss. Uh, Comrade Gukov, you throw open another cage. Of course. Uh, would you give me a luck roll, please? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, 91. That is a fail. Okay. Uh, the second cage you throw open, another humanoid thing leaps out of the cage. Um, Comrade Shevkov, would you like to make a dodge roll as one of the creature's tentacles slash out towards you? Uh, oh, zero five. Extreme success. Uh, very nice. Uh, they just miss you. Comrade Kravchuk, would you like to make a dodge roll? As... Um, I would much rather make a fight back roll with my baton if I can. Uh, sure, that works too. Uh, that is an extreme success. Uh, you win. All right, so that is a baton D6 plus damage bonus which i think is zero so i think it's just d6 uh six okay uh there's just kind of a soft as you hit it you're pretty sure that was a good strong hit that you know the kind that should knock someone out and you, you don't think it really did much comrade shemkov i would like to throw Flammable material at the one that's attacking me. Go right ahead. Throw roll. Oh, 13. Hard success. Nice. Oh, it's actually 11, but still hard success. Uh, the jar bursts, and the thing is covered in whatever flammable liquid you hope was in that jar. <laughs> Comrade Fedorov. 
Uh, I would like to try to stab the doctor with as much morphine as you'll let me do in a round. <laughs> uh, sure, go ahead. Uh, I would like to roll medicine for that. Oh, okay. Go right ahead. Yeah, because sometimes the patients are, are less uh, cooperative. Exactly. They're always flopping around. Yeah, that's a hard success. <laughs> uh, you inject him with uh, a bunch of morphine. Um, uh, he will kind of stagger forward and throw open one of the smaller animal cages and then collapse to the floor. Sweet. Um, the, what maybe once was a baboon, comes bounding out of the cage. And Comrade Fedorov, would you like to make a dodge roll? As I guess, if you won't let me fight back with vials of morphine. Uh, probably not. <laughs> You can fight back with your fists if you want. I don't. I have an old sheet. It doesn't say brawl or anything like that, so I don't. I wouldn't know what to roll. So uh, I'm sure oh, you we'll have just at least base in fighting. Uh, I'm saying it's not on there as a skill. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that um, play accordion is on here as a skill. It's an well, actual. Well, skill. It's not like music... it's not filled in under art. It's a play accordion skill. <laughs> music soothes the uh, savage beast. I think you're going to need your accordion skill yeah. very soon. Not an accordion, though. That just makes them matter. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try dodging. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I don't think that's going to... No, that's not even close. No. Yeah, so, uh, let me roll for the attack here. Yep, oh, no, it misses. Uh, Comrade Kravchuk. All right, so he's down. And the... Um, the... Uh, the things seem not to really react to uh, being thumped, but we do know that fire is good. So I think that this lab is going to get burned. So I'm going to start building a uh, uh, fire, meaning I'm going to start putting together flammables in a in a suitable place to burn this lab down and all its contents. Okay. <clears throat> Comrade Gukov throws open another cage would you make another luck roll comrade gukov sure uh 37 oh barely made it okay uh, another one of the smaller cages comrade shemkov would you like to make a dot roll or mm. fight back as these things uh, lashes out at you. Dodge is a fail. Okay, it misses. Comrade Kravchuk, as you're building your fire, would you care to dodge or are you going to focus on your fire building? Oh, I will um, ideally continue to fight back, but. Uh... Okay. Not sure how much fire building you're going to get done while you're fighting back, but. I agree. That's fine. I still uh, might be alive to build a fire. Uh, that is a hard success. Uh, it misses. You can roll some damage if you want. Okay. About five. Okay. 
Once again, you're pretty sure you didn't do a whole lot of damage to it. Uh, Comrade Shemkov. I would like to light the flammable material that I have uh, doused one of these creatures in. Uh, okay. Give me a... How about a fighting brawl roll? Hmm. With a bonus. Because okay. okay. you did douse it. Very kind. Uh, Okay, bonus die, 32, so I want to spend the luck. Fine, I'll spend seven points of luck. (laughs) Uh, Okay, roll me a d6. Two. Well, it's a start. It's a start. <laughs> As it uh, starts to go up on fire, on fire, on fire. That's right, uh, Comrade Fedorov. Um. Well, I believe I'm going to try to help keep the fire flames going, or help out uh, setting the fire. Okay. Um. You can. There's. <laughs> flammable liquid splashed all around. Uh, you can certainly set fire to some of the things that are in the cages. That's easy enough to do. Uh, they will start to go up. Uh, and given the time, I think we will go ahead and pause this here.